Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning. This is Dr. John Wadsworth talking to you live from Pearl River, Louisiana, in an undisclosed location. I'm glad you're listening to this or will listen to this. Uh, if you'd like to call in and participate while we're having a discussion, that phone number is 347-994-2496. That's area code 347-994-2496. In touch with us uh, anytime. You can text us or call us at 401, area code 401-542-0709. And any counseling help or any videos or any way we help you, there's no charge. Uh, Now, for counseling or our material, but if you want me to fly to Alaska uh, to do a conference, then you know, we'll work something out. Um, all I would need is my cost to get there and back and a place to stay and some meats. That's it. Um, God has uh, provided for us. So what we've been freely given, we give freely. So um, we have a lot of uh, information. We've helped thousands of people. I uh, appreciate your f- feedback and uh desire to know more or or want us to counsel you. So if there's any way we can help, uh, feel free to call or text us, email us through Facebook. We're on Whitestone Ministry on Facebook. You can go to our page, like us. We'd appreciate that. Um, We are really appreciative of Blog Talk Radio and their technology that we have now that we can talk to you wherever you are in the world and uh, get the message of Jesus and helping Christians that have believed in Christ live the victorious life, the overcomer's life, the abundant life that Jesus so so explicitly explained to us in his Gospels. And so we want to continue on on our discussion of overcoming or, or let's say spiritual growth and um, the process or, or the the growing uh, measurement um, tool, let's say uh, how you can measure your growth and how you can know that you're growing spiritually. Like last time we discussed the first three growth periods or indicators of growth and we're using a um, graph that you can find on Whitestone Ministries. It's a Psalm 51 Measuring Spiritual Growth, Whitestone Ministries uh, Facebook page. Uh, you'll see there uh, Psalm 51 Measuring Spiritual Growth. Uh, there's a graph chart, and it says on the left-hand side, uh, physical healing. That's the beginning of uh, spiritual growth. It's, it's be, and I say that because it's when somebody is affected physically, um, their body is hurting. 
um, their physical relationships are hurt, in the relationship with their wife, their husband, their children, uh, their job, they've lost employment. Uh, something doesn't work out like they uh, thought it would or should. Uh, it gets our attention. And so that is the beginning, or that is when we seek God's help. And um, and we progress from there. So it's it's the spiritual the, the spiritual growth begins with physical pain. And again, I mean physical pain. It could be your health. Uh, it could be a relationship, man and woman, uh, woman and man, children, family, um, job, environment, church, whatever it might be. There's pain inflicted. And that's when we turn to God and we start growing spiritually. So if you have physical healing, let's say, like we discussed last time, uh, I've seen men that uh, have gone to rehab or uh, therapy and they do it to get their wife back or their family back or their relationship better, etc. And that's all they're looking for. Or they stop growing spiritually when they get that relationship back. And that is just the beginning. They really haven't grown spiritually uh, or closer to God. And uh, they're deceived because they, uh, their relationships are better. But it was that spiritual growth that began with the pain, the loss of that relationship. But people stop when that relationships are uh, renewed or quote-unquote made better. And remember this, that you never want to go back to the way it was because the way it was has brought you to where you are now. So you want to, you want to go, you want to go ahead forward, uh, in your life. And the most important relationship you want to develop is your relationship with God. And you will obtain or receive those relationships that are meaningful to you and to others as a, uh, as collateral, let's say, as lanyap. I hate to use the word lanyap. It's more important than that. But they come with your spiritual growth as you grow closer to God. The second one that we see in the graph, second measurement, is emotional stabilization. Emotional stabilization is when you start having uh, less mood swings, uh you're more you're more predictable you're more even keeled uh you don't have these uh, i guess the popular word today would be bipolar you don't have these bipolar swings from uh, elation to depression and you're not um stuck in depression you're not stuck well in elation so there's a um a stability, a stabilization of your emotions that happens as you grow spiritually. And we can see that, um, and we're using Psalm 51 as our uh, guide, our biblical guide, to see this. And we see in Psalm 51, 8, or Psalm 51, 9, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. And so when we get to 9, Verse 9 in Psalm 51, 
because we turn to God and because of our physical pain, God starts healing our physical relationships, our, our body, whatever. Uh, we start noticing that there's other sins that are iniquities that are in us, uh, our way of living that God has to clean, that God has to um, take away from us and replace it with his way of life. And that's what we use the Psalm 51 uh, program or process to do that, uh, to have all these sins confessed in exchange for the way God would do things or the, the empowerment of God in our lives to do these things that he brings to our attention and not continuing in, in these iniquitous um, uh, sinful ways, these old fleshly carnal ways, and that's what iniquitous is. Iniquitous is the carnal way of doing things, the fallen way, fallen man's way of doing things. As it says in Psalm uh, 51, 5, it says, Behold, I was shaven in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. All of us have been born with an iniquitous nature, with a sinful nature. The Bible says in uh, Psalm uh, 58.3, I believe it is, or 53.8, um, the wicked are estranged from womb, they go forth speaking lies. All of us have this iniquitous nature, this lack of original holiness. And so as we grow older, we become more proficient in this iniquity, and it's more accepted in our culture and society that, you know, in our surroundings and environment we live in, it's accepted, so therefore we don't see it as sin or wrong because everybody else approves of it. And that's the, uh, if you hear the plane and you might hear a little noise, I'm out on my porch, it's a beautiful day, I don't know if you can hear the background, you hear the plane, you can hear uh, the crickets and the frogs and all of that. So we can we can see the we have this iniquitous nature. You know, Obama is really stressing the acceptance in our culture and our society uh, for homosexuality, same-sex marriages and everything. That is so blatantly contrary to the Word of God, to a Christian's uh, perspective of life, uh, to nature itself, and and to, uh, to common sense. Uh, but unfortunately, common sense is uncommon today. That uh, it, it's, it's accepted in our culture, is promoted, and so it, it, a lot of people that are not a Christians are exposed to the Bible or believe the scriptures are going to accept that lifestyle: adultery, fornication, uh, hooking up, everything, all of that stuff that is contrary to the Word of God. But uh, uh, is Sometimes we're unaware that it's that it's sin. But once you get alone with God and God starts dealing with your heart, and it's usually through some type of physical pain that we turn to him, and then we see more iniquitous nature and more sin, then um, we start confessing it, and then we start this, this continued spiritual growth. Now, the next thing is... Uh, Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. The next thing that we can notice in our life 
that will indicate to us that we are growing spiritually is our attitude, our motives for doing things. The motives for doing things is not for self-fulfillment uh, or self selfish motivation. We find that the motive or the attitude that we have in life is to uh, for God satisfaction, for Christ is satisfaction, and and so uh, you know you hear this I hear this a lot in radio and everything else and TV. Um, I I'm doing it for something bigger than myself. Um, I'm 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 part of something that's bigger than me. You know, so you know you you look at the, the football. Baseball, uh, team competition, the team concept is that you find that people uh, are involved in something that is bigger than themselves, and they work toward as a as a team towards something. Well, that's di- motive and different attitude, and you, you find a lot of times I see uh, ball players when they interview them, they're thanking God, they're thanking Christ, because Christ puts you puts the Holy Spirit puts into you that desire to live for something bigger than yourself. So your motives and attitudes change. And that's a di- another indication of spiritual growth. Now, I don't know where you're at, but if you go to Facebook, and you can look on Facebook, and um, I'm, I'm, uh, White Stone Ministries, okay, page. Let me get there, okay. And you'll see the graph of spiritual growth. Okay. So I just explained the motives and attitudes and and that's a good indicator of spiritual growth. But I want you to notice something. You really haven't gotten into a fellowship with the Holy Spirit yet. You've uh you've bettered your fellowship with uh, other humans and uh, relationships are probably going a lot better because God is starting to take over your life and then you find yourself, your attitude and dispositions and um, are more stable. Uh, you know, don't have your mood swings and all of that. And also, your motives and attitudes about things are Christ-centered. You're starting to think like Jesus because you use the Psalm 51 process to have Jesus change your way of thinking and you see the results in your life. And, and so we can see the, um, the, the spiritual growth. But we have not seen, or is not indicated, is our closeness to Holy Spirit. And that's what the next indicator is, is the Holy Spirit fellowship. We, when we start seeing the Holy Spirit fellowship, that's when we can notice that we're getting closer to God and, and, and really getting into a, a, a meaningful relationship with God. Um going to Psalm 51 we can see that in verse 11 of Psalm 51 cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me you find now that you're you're doing well with your relationship with your your family friends or whatever else or your body's doing a lot better you're healing uh, physical physical relationships Uh, your attitude is great uh, your motivation is um, not self-centered, and uh, you're pretty well, let's say, enjoying life uh, and your mood swings and all of that. But there's still there's this lack 
there's this emptiness inside of you, and it's because that relationship with the Holy Spirit is not growing, or let's say it's not strong. It's not as as uh, as mean uh, as let's say adamant or uh, manifested in your life as you want it to be. And again, this is again this is this is a spiritual growth. It's an indicator that you want to be get closer to the Holy Spirit. You want to get get closer to God. You want to have a real relationship with God. And that's what you find in verse 11 of Psalm 51. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. You need the Holy Spirit's presence or acknowledgement of him being with you uh, all the time. Not some of the time. Not when you're just praying and alone, let's say, or you spend time alone with prayer. Um, not just then. That presence, that peace, that submission. You want it all the time. When you're driving down the road, when you're at the grocery store, uh, when you're in traffic, um, when you're watching TV or listening to the radio, um, or when you're in a conversation or in a fellowship, you want that, that presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so you seek that. You don't want you you don't want the Holy Spirit to, uh, the acknowledgement of Him at all uh, out of your life. This is the next indication of spiritual growth that you you don't want the Holy Spirit out of your life at all. And then finally, the last indicator is the is in verse twelve. It says, "Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit." That's when that's the next sign or indicator of spiritual growth. That's when you're maxed out, let's say, is that you enjoying life as much as you did when you first surrendered to Christ and you knew that you had been saved, you had been forgiven for your sin. There is nothing that you could that you could do in life that it was it was because God, um, um, you understand, if if He opens up the door for you for something, that that it was of God and and God was going to make it possible that you could do this. And the other indicator is uphold me with Thy free Spirit. Finally, you are held up. Totally by the Holy Spirit. You are totally in the freedom of life. And you're being controlled totally, held up totally by the Holy Spirit. And you don't even know it. All these other indicators uh, you can see preceded the level of spirituality you are now. And you see, and you can look back at them and say, "Yeah, yeah, boy, that was, that was good, that was good." But boy, this, I can see where I, I, I needed to grow from that point, and I have grown from that point. Your relationships, your your body healing, your your relationships with other people, oh, it's so much better. And and so it is with uh, your disposition, your attitude, your motives. They're they're totally controlled by God, and um, 
And so then the Holy Spirit is always with you now in this level of spirituality. The Holy Spirit is totally with you. He's always with you. And you know it. And you know that uh, there is nothing that can stop you from fulfilling God's will for your life. There might be temptations. There might be obstacles. There might be disappointments. Um, expectations uh, are, let's say, not, not fulfilled. But you understand that all of this is God's will for your life, and it's God's life for you, and that it is the best life that you, the highest quality of life that you could have uh, lived is because the Holy Spirit is in total control of your life. He is holding you up, and you are freely elevated, let's say, to this level of experience, and you don't understand it all. You don't know why everything happens and how it happens and everything else, but you know it's God that's in control of your life and that you're at peace with God, and therefore that peace is expressed unconsciously, unknowing to you most of the time. And so it even gets to the point where we're not trying to, to feel the Holy Spirit in our life, to know that he's there. We just know he's there. Whether we feel it or not, whether we're aware of it or not, we just know that he is running our life. It's his will that is being performed, even though um, some of the thoughts we have, some of the places we go, some of the things we do, some of the things we say um, don't seem to jive or um, don't seem to be agreeable to other people that are around us that we had fellowship before. I guess the best thing, let me just put it to you like this, a personal experience. When I started growing, uh, following these, uh, seeing these, let's say, these markers, these indicators in my own life, I noticed that some of the places or some of the things that I didn't, I had in my life before were actually stepping stones to a stronger relationship with the Lord. And so that once I passed, you know, I stepped on that stone and I stepped to the next stone, I didn't need it anymore. You know, God God had lifted me, let's say, or elevated me to a a stronger relationship with him. So, I, you know, I didn't need this stone anymore. And so in my life, I thought, going to church and being in church and being active in church and being useful in church was an indicator of spirituality when actually it was a stepping stone in my spiritual life and it came to a point where um, I was finding myself actually disobedient to God by being active, so active in church or going to church um, and being manipulated by church leaders, I found myself. And so the Holy Spirit drew me or brought me out of that step into the next step so that 
the crutch, if I can say it like that, of church activity or church attendance, or that step is not needed anymore in my life. And I'm not saying that the church is bad. I'm just saying that um, there's a next step of spirituality, of spiritual growth, that you have to be aware of, that the church could trap you and stop you and keep you from going that next step into your spiritual walk. That's what I'm saying. So, and that's what it means in Psalm 51, verse uh, 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. When I first surrendered to Christ, knew that I was saved, knew that I was uh, forgiven for my sin, free from my sin, I, I was not part of the church. I was in physical pain, and I became a member of a church, and I became very, very involved in that church to the point that uh, sometimes my family suffered because of the lack of fellowship or guidance that I gave them because I was too busy, quote-unquote, working for the kingdom. And I was motivated and manipulated by the church leaders um, uh, to that point. Now, whether they were thinking the same thing as I was or they were taking advantage of, of a naive believer, I don't know. But there's a lot of that today where you are actually becoming less spiritual, less closer. You're growing. Um, it's becoming a step, a stumbling block instead of a stepping stone in your life by being so active in religious things, Christian things, Christian ministry. And you can get wrapped up and caught up in that. But once you can get free or see it and you go up to the next level, you can experience the freedom in your life and you see, well, uh, uh, thanks for the, uh, the uh, thank God, thank you, God, for the stepping stone of the church, the local church. And so then you become not as active in a local church um, in your walk with God but you become closer to God, and God uses you without the stone or stepping stone or the stumbling block of the local church and the church activity. So you see that. And it says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. The Holy Spirit is the law of liberty. The Holy Spirit. Let me go to uh, Romans. Romans chapter 8, Romans 8 and verse 1. I'm going to check and see just real quick here. Uh, okay, yeah. Now Romans 8 1. There we go. Says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the spirit flesh, but after the spirit. Verse two, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. And you are literally, literally free 
from the law of sin and death. And you're experiencing that freedom. And that is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It is the abundant life. It is the highest quality of life available to man on this earth. And what I mean by man, I mean mankind to this earth. Okay? On this earth. You are become in a, in a life of experiencing that freedom by the Holy Spirit so that you look at these stepping stones in the past, relationships with others, your loved ones, your spouse, your children, your family, uh, the church, and good people in the church, believers that you've made friends with. These, these people, you are free to fellowship with them, but you're also free to be free from them and free into a relationship with the Holy Spirit and you don't want anything to, to interfere with your relationship with the Holy Spirit. You experience, you experience the Holy Spirit all the time and so you don't want anything or anybody or any institution, a job or anything to interfere with that fellowship and that empowerment and that direction and doors are opening, then the Holy Spirit, you are free. You are free from sin and from anything that will trap you or tempt you or lead you into sinning, whether well-meaning or not well-meaning. There's a lot of people that are in churches and thinking they're doing good, and they are doing, they are doing, they are sinning against God. So if we can help you, let us know. God bless you. Now remember, the way you can get in touch with us is texting us, or you can uh, call us, and, we'll, and if you need any help, uh, we will do everything we can to do. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, our number is 401-542-0709. Love to hear from you, and God bless you. And use this indication, the spiritual indicators, to measure your fellowship and freedom in Christ.